My name is Jamal Jackson Rogers, and currently I am working on my first solo album that's going to be a mix of spoken word and hip-hop. A poem is a small machine made of words. William Carlos Williams. Welcome to the Small Machine Talks, exploring the poetry scene of Central Canada and beyond with Amanda Earl and A.M. Kozak. That was uh, Jamal Jackson Rogers, who is the new City of Ottawa English Poet Laureate. Congratulations to Jamal. And the French Poet Laureate is André Lasselle. And of course, you're here with, uh, with the Small Machine Talks. I'm Amanda Earle. And I am A.M. Kozak. So uh, welcome to the show. We're, we're, you'll notice that throughout the show, you will hear some um, small interviews. Uh, when we went to uh, the uh, wonderful Verse Fest a few weeks ago, we, uh, we did a few interviews. So they will be part of the episode. Yeah, we're going to transition into the maturing, different, bit of a different structure today. We're going to focus a lot. We went to a lot of events for Verse Fest this past month, so we'll talk a lot about a lot about that and our impressions of that, and hopefully have some good discussions and uh, yeah, intertwine it with some interviews that we had at the at the bar and at the venue. That's it. That's it. So, um, other, so as far as recent events and and uh, past events wish list, I was in Toronto as uh, I guess I was one of the features, one of the actual they call them competitors for Battle of the Bards in Toronto. So that was something I did. Uh, that was really fun. Can you uh, describe it a bit? Yeah, there were there were twenty poets, and we were we were competing for a spot to read at the International Festival of Authors in the fall. And it was it was quite fun actually. They treated us really nicely. They gave us a dinner beforehand where we got a chance to socialize. And then for the event itself, uh, we we all got a chance to read. And what was interesting about it is you, you didn't have anyone introducing you. So you're supposed to introduce yourself. Well, mm. I was kind of um, worried about that because that's not how I read. I don't introduce myself. Right. So I introduced myself at the end, and it worked out pretty well. <laughs> but uh, anyway, and they they um, there were so many great poets. It was a really good event. Stuart Ross won. He did a he was oh, uh, towards the end. We were in alphabetical order. I was glad my name ended in er, started with Earl, so I could, e so I could read early. That way I could listen to everyone else. There mm-hmm. were some great. I really loved uh, Jennifer. Love Grove was was amazing. Um, uh, Julie Cameron Gray and there were so many. John Nyman. There were so many amazing poets. I mean, I thought, well, that's it. Uh, they know as far as I, I wasn't expecting to win. But then at the end, um, they didn't tell us that night. But they the judges uh, who were um, Lillian Allen, the dub poet, uh, the head of IFOA. I think his name was Jeffrey Taylor. And then last year's winner, who was Chris Chambers. So they had a lot of hard decision to make. They picked Stewart and then. Um, uh, they also decided to invite eight additional poets to the uh, festival in October. So I'm one of the people who's going to go read there in October. Oh, so. congratulations. Thanks. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. In Toronto about it. again? Yeah, in Toronto. Uh, I don't know the exact dates, but it's between sort of like towards the end of October 19th to 27th. Cool. So I will be away probably during a, a portion of the Writers' Festival, which, which disappoints me with the, our Writers' Festival. So... But uh, yeah, that was fun. And uh, then uh, my wish list item is um, uh, uh, Professor Robert Stacy at the University of Ottawa. He and uh, some members of his class have formed a sound poetry group. So they had an event at, um, where was the Happy Goat or something in uh, Hintonburg? Uh, the Rhizome, uh, a poetry, a sound poetry carnival, which sounded like it was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I know at least one person who was in the group, that's Jennifer Baker. That's the, uh, the only person I know of who was, but there are other people. But I didn't go to that event. Did you? No, to... is it a class he teaches? Um, I don't know that it's necessarily a class. Like, I mean, I think it's, it's um, people from, maybe from some from his class and maybe there are even other profs. I'm not exactly okay. sure. We should, we should ask him more about the event. But I think I read on Facebook that they were trying to sort of get the, a less conservative image of the English department and sort of, they, I mean, he's been teaching a course on concrete poetry and, and contemporary poetry and different mm. things like that. So uh, Yeah, when I went, I did my undergrad at U of O yeah. in English in 2007 to 2011. And it, I definitely remember thinking that the people I knew at Carleton, it's, it sounded like the classes they were taking were a lot more interesting than the classes oh, I was taking. I was taking a lot of, you know, romantic lit, Victorian lit, that kind of stuff and survey courses like that. They're less, less, less into progressive or special topics. Although I took a class, I took the intro Canlet class with Robert Stacey. And that's when I first learned about things like sound poetry and, wow, and that good. kind of stuff. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I mean, I, I only took a few um, courses at, at Ottawa U in um, creative writing and then 
pre-1700, which was really great with a man called, oh, he's dead now, John Spencer Hill. He was like one of the best profs there. Mm-hmm. He was amazing. He would sit on the on the table and, and uh, eat eat a chocolate bar while talking to you about uh, Chaucer. He was a really good guy. And he's he wrote like mystery novels and stuff. Oh, yeah. He's renowned. There's a scholarship named after him at the English department now. So, yeah. So that's the event that I was disappointed. But other than that, I, I, I was, I feel pretty sated from Verse Fest. Right. So, yeah. yeah. I'll mention a couple of events yeah. that I, a couple that I went to and a couple that I didn't go to before we, before we do our big uh, part on Verse Fest. One is that it appears that Cosmonauts Avenue started a reading series or a testing one anyway. So they had a uh, first event. I think it was their first event. Actually, I shouldn't say that for sure because I, I don't know that for sure, but I think it started pretty recently. Um, and they had it at a library drawn in quarterly and on March 18th. And Cosmonauts Avenue is is what exactly? They're, uh... Oh, it's an online literary magazine. Right. Uh, it's been It publishes a lot of uh, really good um, emerging or whatever the step past emerging and really famous is, like somewhere in between. I, I, I feel weird calling some of them emergings. I've seen their names so many times at this point. So they, they publish some uh, maybe more up and coming. Maybe emerged. emerged. Emerged, yeah. Recently emerged writers. And, <laughs> you sound um, like butterflies. <laughs> I think they started in Montreal, but they seem to may have also some um, place in the States that they also may, some of them might be at. I'm not actually sure, but it's online. Cosmonauts Avenue, you should check it out. I'll put up the link. Yeah, mm-hmm. great. And another bu- uh, another event that I did not go to because it also was on in Ottawa. On March 20th, uh, Lisa Robertson read at Knife Fork Book. Um, but I had the pleasure of going to Knife Fork Book for the first time. It's inside Rick's Cafe in Kensington Market. And I, I just, I love that area. It's so cool. I went to the bookstore and it's, it's I'm not sure if it's entirely poetry, but it's pretty much all poetry and mostly small press um, the, the a lot of chapbooks too. I hear a lot right? of chapbooks. Yeah, they have I sections for even like the, the chapbook presses, like Anstruther, Baseline, um, Above Ground has a little section there. I, I ended up buying four books. It was the first Ooh. I did my MA thesis on Lisa Robertson's one of Lisa Robertson's books, uh, Occasional Work in Seven Walks from the Office for Soft Architecture. I've never seen it in a bookstore, and I saw it there, and um, there were signed copies. Um, and yeah, I picked one up, obviously, because I've whenever I've read it in the past, I've just had to get it from the library and, and read it and return it. But um, I was uh, super happy. Kirby is the name of the guy who, who who runs the bookstore there. He was very, very generous to me. Uh, we had a good conversation. He gave me the signed copies at the same price as uh, the non-signed copies, which was which was nice. Um, so yeah, if you're in the Kensington area, I'd highly recommend going to Night Fork Book. They have tons of events there now. Like if you've listened to the podcast before, I'm sure you've heard us mention them. Or if you're sort of aware of literary events and launches, they, they've been coming up a lot. And they do sometimes workshops too. Like I think yeah. uh, Aaron Moray and, and uh, Lisa Robertson and Chus uh, Pato were there be- uh, around the same time as they were at Verse Fest too. Mm-hmm. And I think there was a workshop as well with Lisa Robertson. So yeah, potentially there as well. Yeah, I think they might even be starting a little chapbook press. Um, Ooh, that's just uh, I, I think yeah, but I may I may or may not have heard that. <laughs> 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 I don't think it's completely uh, released yet, but I think that might be uh, coming. So stay tuned. May have for been that. a hallucination. We don't know. Yeah, stay well, tuned. I guess we'll, we'll see soon. Uh, the two events that I actually did go to on March 14th here in Ottawa, Carleton University had their spring extravaganza of literary and dramatic arts. So it was mostly, well, not mostly, entirely students reading from like the creative writing department and a few award winners read their works there. And weren't you one of those award winners? I was one of those award winners, yes. What was your award that you won? Um, I think it's called like John George Johnston... Johnson or Johnston Prize. I don't know. He'll look it up for his CV. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. She put it on my CV. Or Um, George. (laughs) It was a, they had free food. It was always good. It was actually very well attended. It was completely packed. There were no seats um, at at press cafes, which was, that was nice. And um, I got the chance to see um, a lot of undergrads who normally I wouldn't see reading at places. And there's kind of a chance for them to show their work to, to the, the community. And there was a couple that I really liked. And I ended up talking to after and saying, Hey, I really liked your work. And, starting a conversation and telling about some of the other other events in Ottawa that happened and see if uh, try to bring them up to those. Yeah, so that was uh, that was good experience. And then March 29th, we had our our March reading series for Inwards and we did a double, well, a relaunch and a new launch. So like sort of a double launch of we relaunched 30 under 30, the anthology 
of Canadian millennial poets, and we launched our dating issue called Lorem Ipsum. That's right. I'm in that. I was going to ask you for a copy. Oh, uh, I should have brought one. I oh, forgot. Well, next time. Well, I'll, I'll get it at the next event. So yeah. And we feature Jessica Bebenek from Montreal, Yay. as well as Ian Martin here from Ottawa, Yay. both both contributors to the anthology, and Ian's in the dating issue as well. Um, and then we had a uh, live painting by by uh, by Priya Gernani, and we had music by Dana Carly Andrews, and it was a it was a fun night. I was pretty pretty tired last week of grad school type of thing, but it was still it was still well attended and still uh, I think a good time. I wanted to go to that, but I was in Toronto were, doing the Battle yeah, of the Bards. I had same time, yeah, exact same night. I was probably nervously on stage. Well, actually, it, it, ours was um, yeah, it went it went because uh, each reader read for five minutes, and they were and then we had an intermission. So yeah, we were reading until after ten. So yeah, yeah. I was still sitting in the Harborfront Center Brigantine well, room. Well, we were doing our open <laughs> mic, probably yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So we take a short break before we jump into the Verse Fest highlights. Okay, let's do that. Uh, All right. It's time for everyone to get a glass of water and chill out for a few minutes. Welcome back. We're going to talk about Verse Fest, which is Ottawa's annual poetry festival. It lasts six days. I think so, yeah. Yeah, it started in um, 2011 was the first year. I remember I was I was co-running Blue Mondays at the time with Sean Moreland, and we, we were on that first sort of... The committee. Yeah, sort of like the extended committee to do the, the first inaugural Verse Fest back when it was at Arts Court, and it's still going and, and going even stronger. That's right. They, their, their, mod, their slogan they use is six days and 60 poets, so uh, it's pretty good. It went from the 21st to the 26th of May, this uh, March, Mar May, no, March this year, so yeah, and that's it. Great opportunity to see out-of-town poets, even international poets, and um, only see them read, but also a lot of times they will go out We'll all go out after to the to a bar and, and get to know them by talking to them too. And that's it was a really special experience. If you're not too shy like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to get after a couple of, well, after a couple of drinks, it gets a little bit easier at the end of the night, towards the end of the night. But uh, very fun week, very exhausting week. Oh my goodness. <laughs> we'll get into more more into that as we as we talk more about the uh, expect event. poems about uh, about Aaron's exhaustion during verse fest right, kept right, right. coming up. So yeah, so the first day I I was uh, full on. I, I started to fade towards the end and and mm -hmm. went came less. But on the first day I went to um, both the uh, opening ceremony event and the Urban Legends event. So um, the whole um, the whole thing was was really entertaining. The first uh, performer was uh, a guy from New Orleans, Zachary Richard, who played music, and he cool. was really great. Like he played um, he played a little. Uh, I never know how to pronounce that word. Uh, Zydeco. Zydeco. Yeah, anyway, so he played some of that and he also read some poetry and uh, that was really good. I think that I, I, I just wanted to go to New Orleans. I, like I right. wanted to leave and go like it was the weather was crappy. So he was great. Carolyn Smart read some really good uh, poems. Uh, her She read Bonnie, poems from her latest book, Corrine, which is uh, poems about Bonnie and Clyde. They were great. And then she read also from Hooked. She read this one poem about these uh these, this couple who were serial killers in England. And the, the poem was so chilling and so kind of, um, I mean, there are things in it were so awful and interesting that the I heard the audience gasp. It was fantastic. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was really good. And then Stephen Collis, who's from uh, out west, uh, um, who's an activist and a poet, he, they mm -hmm. described him as the most dangerous poet in Canada because he's actually he's actually been part of a lawsuit when he's trying to yep. trying to stop you know protest against the um, against the pipeline and stuff like that. So that was great. It's, he I uh, think it's Kinder Morgan has like a four million dollar lawsuit against him. Yeah, I think it's over now. Oh, he yeah. was saying, but. But uh, it was great. And, and he's one of the people that I had the chance to uh, talk to in the pub after. So we're going to just uh, listen to him now and then uh, get back. My name is Stephen Collis. And uh, I am currently writing a book about the poet Phyllis Webb, who's about to turn 90 years old, hasn't written for 30 years. And I'm fascinated by this idea that she still very much is a writer, but she's a writer who doesn't write. And I'm a writer who writes too much, so I'm really kind of attracted to that idea of a writer who doesn't write. Okay, so that was Stephen Collis. I wasn't able to go to that event, so I was pretty, like, I wish I would would have been able to. I really like his really like his stuff and really like the way that he combines activism with poetry and kind of action-oriented poetry even. Yeah, that's it. And, and uh, he he was after that he was going to do some readings in Montreal, and then he had to go to the states too to to be part of a conference, I think, in some uh, and some readings. So uh, it's cool. 
great that he did. Then after that was Urban Legends. And uh, Urban Legends is a spoken word uh, collective here in Ottawa, and they do quite a few things. So they had um, they had three readers, they had our performers, uh, Carlos Gomez, Kayla Fraser, Canon X2, and it was all very good. And um, I especially like Carlos Gomez, who's... Uh, um, he was very dynamic, and he had some really good sort of empowering poems. And he, I, I got to hug him later in the in the pub, so I was I was mm-hmm. happy with that. He's a sweet guy. So that was that was my experience on the first day of the festival. Cool. And uh, I didn't make it to the second day either, so I'll let you take the lead with right. that one. So there were two. There were there were there was the tree event, and then there was the. Um, there was a showcase event. So I, I don't know what the that cat, those categories. Well, trees for the tree reading series. So the uh, first reader was Bill Bissett, who was fantastic, and uh, he gave a great reading. And then I I, I was able to um, buy his uh, his latest book, and also uh, let him. Ha- he had a chance to do his interview with us. Uh, we had a chance to interview him too. So I'll. Uh, cool. So here it is. So what's up? Oh, my name is Bill Bissett, or Bissett. And I write poetry and I do paintings, and that's really what I live for, what I ran away from home for. So it's really what lives with me the most. And everyone I meet and people I love, they live with me the most as well. But it's all changing, it's a shimmera, a mirage, which I am devoted to. But the writing and painting as a practice seems to stay more than anything else. So I'm very grateful for it. The next was uh, American poet Paisley Redcal, Red, Red and I really liked her, um, uh, Rectal, sorry, and I really liked hers. Uh, she had this May, she had some Mae West poems, and she yeah. actually read in Mae West's voice. Were you there for that? And she also read the that afternoon at um, Carleton. Like there was a an event with her and Kayla Zaga at Carleton where they were in the afternoon to a completely full oh, room of students. Like I'm going to say like 60 undergrads. Um, so she read some of her Mae West poems and her Mae West voice there and explained <laughs> who Mae West was yeah, to yeah. all the, yeah, to to you all the students. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think she wrote, there's some sonnets in there if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And what else, what else about her? Well, yeah, that's it. I, I did buy her book. I, I can't remember the title right now, but I did have the chance to talk to her. So let's listen to uh, Paisley right. talk about her current uh, her current project. Let's do it. Okay. So hi, I'm Paisley Rectal, and uh, I'm from Utah. I'm a poet, and right now I'm working on retelling Ovid's Metamorphoses, and so I'm working on a whole series of poems about that. And that's about all I've got to say, unfortunately. <laughs> Next to uh, next to um, I guess the next person I I, um, I really uh, liked was Brandon Wint. I always Brandon used to live in Ottawa and mm-hmm. then and then he moved out to Edmonton. So he was writing um, he was performing poems that had to do with uh, his uh, breakup poems about a relationship. He had he had moved mm-hmm. out to Edmonton and uh, and uh, I guess our relationship didn't go so well. So he wrote a lot of heartfelt poems and we were all with him. We we're all on his mm-hmm. side. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was great to see him uh, back in town. And hear him. So here's his uh, here's his uh, little interview with me. Uh, my name is Brandon Wintz. Uh, I am currently an Edmonton-based poet, although uh, my coming of age as an artist happened in this city of Ottawa. Uh, what am I currently working on? Perhaps too many things, but uh, presently I'm working on an album. Uh, that album will be out in uh, early autumn. It's called uh, Infinite Mercies. And then because I wanted to stay busy, I just broke up with my now ex-girlfriend. And I want to stay busy creatively, so I'm going to create uh, four or five EPs before the end of the year as well. And so I don't, I don't want to tell you all the titles of those, but yeah, Infinite Mercies, uh, an album coming out in early autumn 2017. That's it. And I guess we should also say when we were interviewing them, what we asked is they tell they told us one thing, right? Right. With and that was pretty open to interpretation for That's them. Right. So you'll see. A- yeah, you're you're about to see when we get into the next. Yeah, the next day is is um, um, the twenty third, and we had. Uh, Before we get jump oh, to that, do you want to? There's rhizome that happened that oh, night too. Oh, that's right, rhizome as well. I didn't make it to that, but no. I know there was there the anonymous was something that sounded kind of weird and interesting. Do you know much about them? No, Anonymous, and uh, yeah, um, they it, it sounded like it had something to do with the combination of metal music and 
and poetry and sound, somehow. I think sound poetry. I, I know, I think Chris Johnson was in there. Chris performed. He jumped in there, yeah. Yeah, and I actually, at the pub on the first night, I had a chance to uh, talk to Chris. So oh, we, did you? We can listen to Chris at, uh, at, the, at the Fox and Feather just now. All right. It's a bunch of light things happening all at once. My name is Chris Johnson, uh, speaking for a Verse Fest interview. Uh, one thing that I'm working on is uh, expanding my research into Haibun and all of the cool things that can be done with prose poetry to fight against the system. All right. So, yeah, so right, we were just talking about Rhizome just before uh, Chris's interview. And so the next day was... Um, before we jump to the next oh, day, sorry. did you... Uh, <laughs> you have uh, Dominique Langlois listed here, and that was the oh, day, that was on the Wednesday as well. You're did right. He, did you talk to him at all? or I didn't talk to him, but uh, it's this is a, a Francophone poet from uh, New Brunswick. And I, I had a little trouble. My French isn't, isn't really as fluent as I'd like it to be anymore, but... Um, he, I, I did. He, he did some interesting sound poetry that was okay. really cool. And I, I really, one thing about uh, sound poetry is it almost doesn't matter what language it's right. in because you can you can enjoy that. So I really enjoyed Dominique's. Uh, yeah, I should we should mention that the festival is a, a bilingual festival. Right. So a lot of the uh, performers were actually uh, re, uh, doing their stuff in in French. And actually on that first night, um, Teresa, uh, you'll have to excuse my pronunciation. Read Balkova on the second night. She uh, she read her poems in in Czech. And then she also uh, read uh, and French, and then um, she read one of her poems in English, and that was nice to hear her too. I've never—I don't know if I've ever heard anyone read poems in Czech before, so that was pretty cool. Cool. Yeah. Now we can probably jump to the next day if you like. Well, yeah, and I've been in a hurry to jump to this day apparently. So yeah, so you the were Thursday. there. This was the best day. The best day. You were there for that. So <laughs> the Thursday, um, there were two events. Um, the first one, the one, the person I liked the best in the first group, um, if I may choose a favorite, like, well, I guess I just did. So there, um, I liked Ava HD's poems partially just because their, um, subject matter was different than a lot of other poetry. It was a lot more, I don't know if I want to call it like working class type poems in, right. in language, but like, that's, I guess that's what I'll call it for lack of better, for lack of better descriptions. It's, it's something that I feel like I can relate to a lot. So whenever I see someone or hear someone that's comes from that kind of perspective or that kind of style. I, my ears kind of perk up and I'm I'm drawn in right away. Yeah, and, for sure. And we had a, <laughs> it was an interesting interview with her <laughs> at the end too. Like it took a while um, to, she was like, what do you mean one thing? Like one thing about what? And uh, well, maybe now's a good time to play the interview that I, I did right. with her at the bar after. And, and you'll hear a lot of interesting sounds in the background of, the, of, of Aaron's bar interviews. I was usually too sleepy. To, I didn't stay at the bar, but here's, here's Eva. My name is Eva. What? Oh. My name's Eva. Oh, and you want me to say a thing now? I think this bar we're in is a piece of shit. I don't like their beer list, and I don't like the fact that the French fries cost $7. Why don't I like that? I didn't, yeah, that's like self-explanatory. Like, it's a fucking fried potato. It's like... French fries should be cheap and delicious and golden in color. You know, not with all that like nasty old burnt oil. This this place probably serves burnt oil French fries for seven dollars because they're horrible, beer list with just like horrible breweries on it, like all of the worst things. Yeah, I don't like it. I also liked uh, Eva's postcard poems. I thought they, I thought that was really a fun style, and her yeah. talking about postcards. I liked her. I liked the talks she, when she talked about uh, working as a, as a server in a bar. Too, mm -hmm. yeah, that was yeah. that was good. Yeah, she was a bartender in Toronto. Um, what about the other uh, poets from that? that uh, session right. did you well, anything else anything to say about them i think we have another interview from, you, from yeah this. for the, i think you did an interview with michael dennis right yeah, I did. michael started his set with i mean he's always very dynamic and uh, he gets right into it like he, he started uh, with a set that uh, talked to, it was a poem that talked about shooting poets in the head i remember <laughs> uh, i sort of felt like ducking at that point but uh, no it's cool and I, he didn't do it this time but i i he sometimes at readings he hasn't i haven't heard him read in some time but he'll do a 
Tom Waits, he'll do a poem in a Tom Waits voice, which is pretty cool. So he could, he's kind of Ottawa's answer to Charles Bukowski and uh, Tom Waits combined. So yeah, here's an interview you did with Michael. My name is Michael Dennis, and the one thing I want to talk about is why Allen Iverson is the most underappreciated basketball player to have ever made it to the NBA. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome. Um, what do you want to know? He was the best player at his position in the modern era. Was he the answer? He certainly was the answer. Uh, and the question is, why wasn't he more respected? And I think you'd find hardcore basketball fans really do respect him. Um, that's all I've got to say about the answer. Okay, so that was uh, Michael Dennis. And we, although he did not read at the festival, we did an interview with a volunteer from the festival, Matt Jones, who used to live in Ottawa, used to be an editor for Inwards, but now uh, he's he's been traveling the world and is currently living in Paris and doing some, I think he's been involved with a reading series there or yeah. he's been reading at a series there. Um, so he had he had some wonderful things to say about Otto, if I remember correctly, and it all will let you listen to what he had to say now. Matt Jones. What I think is interesting when I visit Ottawa is I see this kind of 1 million, 1.5 million sized town batting out of its weight category in terms of poetry. And it reminds me a lot of the English writing poetry scene in Paris where I've been living for the last few months. They have multiple reading series there, similar to Ottawa. They have multiple kind of magazines that you can submit stuff to in Paris for English writers, and that's really fantastic. And it reminds me, living in Paris, how fucking awesome Ottawa was in terms of having a community that a lot of people could get into, and in terms of having kind of a high caliber level of elite writers who could nurture and mentor upcoming and, and rising authors. I talked to Matt uh, also, and, and it was really interesting to hear about how his uh, he's doing a lot of writing and, and involving himself a lot with um, the uh, writing groups in Paris. So, uh, yes, I had to bite my lip in envy when he talked about living in Paris. And actually, mm. uh, he went to the he's been uh, he's commonly at the Shakespeare and Company bookstore. So I tried not to hit him, you know, but he, he, he did great. So that was it for the first section. Oh, yeah. Uh, I should also mention Andre Narbonne, who uh, was came up from Windsor. I was supposed to read with him at the beginning of March and I was too sick. But uh, anyway, it was nice to hear him read and see his family. Mm -hmm. he, one of his daughter's name is she's a little uh, toddler and her name is Pearl, and I was calling her Mini Pearl, too, <laughs> thinking about Pearl Peary, so that was fun. So, yeah, and I guess the next was your big event, the Blue Mondays Inwards, uh, your 30 Under 30 launch at the festival. And Yeah, uh, so I guess I'll talk about that. Sure. It was our it was our grand launch of the 30 Under 30 anthology, um, the first of four or five launches, however you, if you call it a relaunch, a launch uh, that, that we're going to have. So we had Kayla Zega from Vancouver. And although he's not in the anthology, Ali Blythe from Victoria um, was there as well. Um, I got to give a little intro about the anthology and how I met Kayla, and that was and that was fun. Um, I loved her poetry too. I really, I got her book. I, I thought yeah. she was really. Um, they were interesting poems, and they were also they were kind of. Um, Oh, very traditional in a way, but mm -hmm. she really kind of twisted it in places right. like they're, I wasn't expecting. So they're narrative. They're all oftentimes narrative, but with um with a twist of lime. <laughs> with a twist, and with um, they're also heavily invested in like the now and the current, yeah. current life, current situations. It's yeah. not like what I would call like about just. It's about timeless things, potentially, like timeless themes, but the way the context, very rooted in the context of, of the now as well, which I really appreciate um, for, from any art. I think um, being aware of and referencing where the poem is coming from or the contexts that you're currently in makes a lot of sense because you can't separate the context from the work, I don't, I don't think. I think a work is produced in a certain place and time that's going to influence the work, and, and it's kind of cool that it's when it's woven in like that. So I like Kayla. I like her stuff, obviously. Um, Allie's reading was really good, too. And you had a chance to interview. Oh, yeah. I had a chance to interview Kayla. Of course. Of yes. course. We should cut to that right now. All right. We're cutting, we're cutting to the interview. Uh, hi. My name is Kayla Zaga, and I live in Vancouver, where I work at the Stormcrow Tavern. I've been serving for a little over a year. Um, 
I never thought that it was something that I would get into, but Sean Cranberry, who runs a reading series, offered me a job one day, and I got into serving. And it's actually a really great way to make money if you're a writer, and I would highly recommend it, because unlike writing, it's not sedentary, and it's very social, and I find it a really good counterpoint to writing uh, and the rest of my life. Uh, and I've gotten really good at carrying a tray of drinks, but for the life of me, I do not think I will ever be able to carry three plates at a time. And although he did not read, another person in the anthology is uh, Ben Ladasur, um, who I've had the pleasure of knowing for quite a while here Ditto. in Ottawa, and Amanda has as well. Yeah. Um, and Amanda interviewed him, even though That's he right. was not reading at Verse Fest, but we, got, uh, we, we had him for a minute there, and uh, here's what he had to say. Uh, hello, this is Ben Latticer speaking to you from VerseFest, night number three, night number one for me. Um, Amanda has asked me to talk about things I'm currently working on. Uh, I'm currently working on a few things. I've been writing a column every month for Open Book, which is super fun and also really challenging. Um, so that seems to take up a lot of my brain power. Uh, and I'm working on some new poems that I think will be kind of the last bit of poems I have to finish before I'm done book number two, but I have no idea how long they're going to take me, and they're probably going to take me a long time. And... Uh, to make it more interesting for myself, uh, I've been writing a lot of villanelles, which are super tough, everybody. So be careful when you set out to write a series of villanelles. Don't start hating yourself as I have started hating myself. Thank you for asking, Amanda. Thank you. And I also should say about Ben, we, um, Angel House Press pr uh, published one of his first chapbooks, Alert. He, at the same oh, time, yeah. How about that um, book? he, uh, oh, good. He, he also had a chapbook out with Apartment 9 Press, The Argosy. The Argosy? Is that was, yeah, it was really, or I love that chapbook too. So um, we've uh, we had long experience with Ben as well. So that's good. So that was it for, for that day. And then the next day um, was the Friday, which I, I didn't, I wasn't able to attend at all. Did you? Were you? I, was I attended the second half. Okay. So the first one was the Plan 99 with Moez Suryani, not Greg Schofield because he couldn't read, but Katrina Wright yep. read instead, and Sharon McCartney. Unfortunately, I missed that one. And then there was the Capital Slam. With, uh, it was a local slam featuring Emily Prévost. So you were... Yeah, like I, you know, with all the French at the festival, it's hard for someone who doesn't speak French to like really attune to it. Yeah. But she's the one that I really remember because her, her body language and the way her stage presence was absolutely amazing. Great. Um, oh yeah, she was, she was phenomenal. Um, I didn't understand most of what she said. She <laughs> did one poem in English, I think, to humor the English crowd. But um, there, the people who did speak French, they were... They were in stitches laughing like she seemed it must have been hilarious because everyone was laughing so much so it was it was still enjoyable great and then there was also the invitational poetry slam it was won by apollo the child um yeah a bunch of uh, some younger um poets spoken word poets were 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 part of the the invitational and i got to i got to see that and i liked apollo the child stuff i i think it was a well-deserved win Excellent. Yeah, I've, I I met I met him for the first time in person, and we've had we've had sort of online uh, interactions. Actually, I met uh, quite a few people uh, in person that I hadn't really met from the spoken word community. Like right. I met Jamal. I I feel like I've, I well I've heard Jamal and Apollo Child perform before, but mm -hmm. I, we've never really exchanged um, you know, a pleasantries which we did at the festival. So that was good. So that was it for uh, for the Friday night and Saturday. I got up in the I got up early enough to go to the one o'clock talk. Nice, I certainly did. Yeah, I was that was a job. <laughs> no, it wasn't a job. I'm just kidding. So I got to hear uh, Marilyn Irwin and Faisal Dean both gave really interesting talks. This is part of the Factory Reading series. They have a lecture. They always do during Verse Fest, and not just during Verse Fest. They have a series of talks that poets give, and I've I've given a talk for them too. So uh, they were both interesting talks. Marilyn was w gave a talk about um, mental health and writing and, and uh, being a sort of, um, you know, a writer and a poet in, in that with that with so those sort of issues. So that was good. And Faisal gave an interesting talk just about his his basic progression and uh, gave examples. So that was good. And the next event was the translation panel, which I have to tell you, this was my favorite event. Yeah, I really wanted to go. Oh, it was so good. Like, okay, so um, reading in Galician was Chus Pato and Erin Murray was there uh, reading the English for her poems. And Erin also, she translates Chus quite regularly. Mm -hmm. I, uh, Patrick Friesen was there. Um, 
he he's a tra he translated Ulrika Germis poems, and then Lisa Robertson was the moderator. The only problem with the event that was there was too much for the time that they had, mm -hmm. so they could have they could have talked for a lot longer. But it was really interesting. Uh, one of my favorite things about the festival is the international um, aspect of it, being able to hear people in different languages. There were some really interesting topics, like one I, I, I one question was about, uh, and I can't remember if it came from the audience or not. It might have, but it was about uh, the idea of whether or not um, if you're not if you're not keeping when you translate someone's work if you're not keeping the rhythm of the language or the mm. rhythm of their poems whether or not you're actually it's a case of a, an appropriation problem like you're not you're sort of uh, disrespecting so that was really interesting I, I think there's a lot of fascinating bet, stuff too I bet uh, you Aaron Moore has something interesting to say about that yeah they all I mean, they were all really good and, and that was my only time to hear Lisa Robertson because she read the next day instead of in the daytime she read right. at night so I we'll, we'll get her. to that we'll get to Lisa <laughs> but she's you know she's one of my favorite uh, her writing is my some of my most the stuff that inspires me the most so I was disappointed. I, I'm afraid I missed uh, Barar. I missed Fire and Ice with Barar Arar. And truth is, Lunat and Beth Ann, unfortunately. So um, I missed it as well. But I've seen Barar a few times. Right, and I've always wanted to hear her actually because I know she's part of your Inwards team and she does a mm -hmm. lovely job on your design. And I'd like to hear, you know, what she what she does. But that event looked like it had a great turnout as well. Mm -hmm. I heard so, it was really good. Yeah, and then uh, after that, the I wasn't there either for the railroad. I, 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 I was only there for the daytime for both both the weekend events. So the railroad event was Alan Gillis, Leanne O'Sullivan, and Jordan Abel. Now, I was yeah. really disappointed to miss, miss Jordan Abel because yeah, I... Uh, he, I walked in just as he started. Oh, that's um, good. And... He, his poems are long. I think he read maybe two poems. Right. Oh, cool. The second, in the second That's poem, hard. or the last poem, was either second or third. The last poem, it was, it was like a sound piece, mm. but it was, it was, like there was recording laid, like uh, laid over top of his voice, and like some sound effects with it. It's, it's. I asked him after at the bar if he ever DJs because it's. <laughs> what he's doing is basically DJing without like with just voices like interesting. Um, it was very it was very interesting and I could see and it went on for a long time and I mean there's people in the crowd there who <laughs> might not be as interested in experimental poetry or well it's good that they're sound. getting an exposure well, to it right yeah and so I'm, I'm watching the crowd as it starts <laughs> from the back and I'm seeing like at first they're kind of interested and it went on for a while so oh, yeah. some of the people who weren't as interested in that or you can kind of see them like being uneasy like what not sure what's happening and like I I find that very interesting too. It is how it can be interesting how sometimes exposure to something new can make you uneasy, right? Like that's uh, and it's like part of like the sound and like the it was like almost like almost like a skipping sensation, like you know a, an old like a, a record, a, like a record, or I was yeah. thinking like a tape, like a cassette tape that's like kind of chewed a bit. Oh yeah, uh, like that kind of. Oh, me I mean, of I really, I really wish I'd been there. I love stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and I, I chatted <laughs> with him like later on that night about it after the bar and. I thought I told him how, how interesting I thought it was, and he he said he was interested. And when people weren't when people weren't being receptive or they were uncomfortable, he thought that was interesting to him as well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I really liked it. We talked about CUNY School of Writing together for a bit. Um. Both fans of both fans of that, um, in BC. So that was that was fun. That was a that was an interesting event. And he also he's done, he also does visual poetry. I, I curated oh, yeah? a brick book celebration of visual concrete poetry um, uh, last year, or the year before. Anyway, he was one of the contributors, so he's cool. he's into everything. That guy, so yeah. good on him. Good yeah, on him. he's very. Uh, I, I'm definitely going to keep following what he's doing. Excellent. And then the, the next thing was the Ottawa International Writers Festival showcase with Ulrika Gernes, Chus Pato, Aaron Moray, and Patrick Friesen. I was by the, at this point. I was snuggled down in my bed. I admit I wasn't there. Yeah, I liked uh, Ulrika Gurnes. Yeah, um, yeah I, I I didn't know about her before, but um, there were some memorable parts to her poems that I and even though it was late at night, I was able to it drew me in. So like that's, that's a very excellent. that's a very good sign. Yeah, and I uh, love her English too. It's quite good. Her English yeah, is yeah. I mean, she probably it, speaks. She was fluent anyway. Obviously. Yeah, absolutely. And um, and I haven't seen Erin Moore read in a while, um, but it's always a treat to see her to see her perform. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was a uh, it was an interesting event, and then uh, a good celebration afterwards as well. That was the that was the Saturday night, I believe, right? Yeah. yeah notice, I, I, since I wasn't there, we didn't have Aaron didn't have the recorder, so he hasn't right. interviewed no anyone. No interviews. Unfortunately, he could have had the recorder, but we didn't exchange. We didn't, yeah, unfortunately, we didn't plan it, yeah. 
So that's it. On Sunday, I was there for the 1 p.m. Uh, National Capital Region short, short, I was going to say shortcake, that sounds good, <laughs> showcase with Mark Frutkin, Sandra Ridley, Guijan, and Angela Basole Oidraogo. Uh, and I, I, uh, of course, I, uh, aside from the fact that Sandra is a dear friend of mine, I love her work and I love yeah, this reading. She did a, um, there was one point where there are a few lines where she, from Sylvia, her latest book with Book Thug, where she whispered them, and that was just very effective. She had the audience in the palm mm. of her hand. I really liked Angela's work. It was in French, mm. and it was in, um, uh, it was it was a really interesting, and I, I, while I couldn't get everything, I loved the repetition, and I loved the way she presented it, and mm -hmm. that was really interesting. After that was the ARC event with Robin Sarah, Jill Jorgensen, and Phoebe Wang. Lisa Robertson wasn't there at that time, but uh, Phoebe Wang I was uh, someone I have never, I've, I've sort of talked to her before a little bit online but i haven't um i hadn't heard her before and right, i liked her poems yeah. i liked her poems and uh they were a kind of a, an interesting combination of sort of um dealing with the issues of uh, growing up sort of with an asian culture but also mm -hmm. like sort of like interesting like places and stuff like that yeah they were I, good. I read a she posted an article today that she'd written before about the toronto literary scene and getting involved in the toronto literary scene I yeah thought it was uh, i liked i read today if i was that was good. And if I can find it, I'll send it to you. Yeah, and we'll put it up it. as the link. Yeah, yeah and uh, we had a good conversation that night about what it means to be sort of a more of an emerging writer or just or emerged writer uh, mm -hmm. and trying to make that work and having that as, if not your main main career, like a, a significant career when trying to juggle all living in a big city and trying to juggle all oh, the different yeah. methods of working to get income and to, you're managing your time and when you're in a big city and there's all these other people that you're meeting who are also doing things who you want to support, you want to go to their events and then you're having your own events and trying to balance all those things and how yeah. how overwhelming it can it can feel um, um, emerging onto the scene when you're also trying to you know make money other ways. So uh, we had a good conversation about that and I think that's a topic that's worth exploring more in, in discussions in the future. Yeah, that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. The next event was Student Voices with Frédéric Champagne and Evan Hoskins, our, our friend Evan Hoskins, from, formerly of Inwards, Gabrielle Tardif and Lauren Steers, uh, who reads a tree often. Again, I wasn't there for that. So, you know, that's a, were you there for that? You... Yeah, I was there. I was um, the emergency bartender um, oh, that's for that, that afternoon. Um, <laughs> yeah, Lauren read some poems uh, about um, Boblo Island, which is right next to uh, Windsor, which where okay. I grew up, which I had been to before. Um, and um, yeah, Evan had a couple of sound, not sound poems, but soundy, soundy, poems. soundy poems for for the official term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so that was that was that. And then, Good. Um, and yeah, then there was the the final two events, I guess, of yep, the, the, evening. the night. Yeah. yeah, I didn't go to the Port Laureate inauguration. I wasn't there either, but uh, we already announced we it. We announced, yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, and uh, then they had the American poet Mark. Mark Doty, who I gather is a well-known poet. I, I have to tell you, I've only I heard his name, but I've never heard his poems before. So okay. I, I saw his book in chapters when I was there, but that's about it. And then the last event was um, actually uh, Stephen Hyten, Louis Bertolome, and then Lisa Robertson. And Lisa Robertson. Which I missed, damn it. So she, um, she mixed up the times of the for her reading, so she ended up coming uh, right after the arc reading, the one she was scheduled for finished, but. Um, which was unfortunate for the people who went to see Reed. Fortunate for me because I got to talk to her a lot because yeah. we had all this time and uh, we, there was a big break. So I had, to, nice. had a great, great conversation uh, with her. And she's one of my, if not my, my if not my favorite writers. So that was that was a wonderful experience for me. That's great. And um, she read. Um, it was a third time I've heard her read. The first time was in Ottawa seven years ago, um, right after I'd bought uh, was that at the AB series? It was at yeah, the AB ours series. Boat, she read our, from Ours Boat primarily. The, the I don't remember what she read from. I have that book and I have it all, I got, have it signed from then. So Yeah, yeah. I had I got um, yeah. her book Magenta Soul Whip signed, which I had recently purchased. And I, I remember it was... We're such fans. <laughs> yeah, I was first, it was when I was first starting to, to look into buying recent contemporary poetry of purchasing it and seeing what I liked. And I remember right. a friend of mine at the time, we were at Chapters in Ottawa, at the the poetry section, he picked up a book and read a line and said it was good. And I read a line, that line, and I didn't understand it. And I, <laughs> I kind of looked around the book and it seemed like, it seemed just like above over my head. So I bought it. That's and, always a good reason. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh, I should, I should, I wanted to get myself some work. And so then I saw it shortly after that she was coming to town and I made a point to 
to see her read. And it wasn't until a few years later where I was re-encountered her work where I really, really went into it. And because I, I had remembered seeing her a couple of years before in Ottawa, and then I had the opportunity to study study her work in, in my master's. And, and then I went really deep into it. And I, it's been a, I've been a huge fan ever since. So seeing her read was was awesome. She has this this cadence to her reading where she speaks so clearly and not super slowly, but very, um, very um, sincerely, I guess, um, and very um, measured. And however, she will say a few words and it's almost as if she's questioning herself as she's reading, there's a hesitancy. And I asked her about this after, I asked her if I was on the right track in my interpretation of it. And she said, yeah, that's what she's mm -hmm. going for. And she said, what she thinks it comes from is she tries to be just super present in the moment as she's reading. So that's where she said the hesitancy might come in because she's thinking as she's as she's reading it. But but she's so measured in the way she says it, it's it's very rhythmical too. So there's a there's a movement to it. It's 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 um even though the the poetry is often her poetry is often very, very heavy and can be very dense, um it it moved uh, it moves very well when she when she reads it. It moves very um rhythmically. That's good. And the other thing about about her work is that there's a lot of attention to sound. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I haven't, I wish I'd heard her read from Three Summers, but I mean, it's yeah. something I've noticed that although the work is, is had a lot of, has, tends to have quite a few abstracts in it, mm -hmm. there's a lot of sound mm -hmm. and it sort of works against narrative in interesting ways. It's, it's, uh, it's very soundy to use our term yeah, we've, yeah. we've coined today. Exactly. Yeah, she read from Three Summers largely Excellent. at the, at the event. Good. So that I guess that's about everything. And you have anything else you want to add about uh, Verse Fest and the festival and uh, um, in general impressions? I or? think I just like to add that these types of festivals, if you're someone who makes is it maybe difficult for you to get out to events in the calendar year through through the events if yeah. it's not scheduled, it's it's a great chance to. There's a lot of new faces kind of around and a lot of people from out of town, so there is that. There isn't the same sense of everyone knows each other as there might be at, at some smaller events. So if that's a if you feel that's a barrier for you to be uh, to to go to events, um, Verse Fest might be a good spot to 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 go to next year. And it's also if you you know um, aren't super shy or like to stay out and drink, it's an <laughs> opportunity to to meet writers who are doing interesting things and not only to be read some oh I've read your work in a book and now I get to meet you, which is also cool. But I mean having discussions about about just writing or about whatever, about just having interesting, good discussions. Because often, as you might imagine, good writers are good discussers because it's, you know, we're all working with words here. So it was just a, a super enriching experience um, overall. And like I said, very tiring. I, I think <laughs> every single, from Thursday until Sunday night, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the days that I went, you know, we closed the bar every single night. Like we're, we're getting kicked out of the bar at, you know, 2.30, whenever half an hour <laughs> past last, last call. So it's, it's that kind of um, that environment where it's people are um, having good discussions and just enjoying each other's company and um, all all centered around poetry, which is which is really cool. A feast of poetry. And I would like to say to um uh, if you're if you're short on money, the Verse Fest is always looking for volunteers. So yep. keep checking their Facebook page and their there's Verse Ottawa and their their uh, Twitter account and their and their site for that information when it comes up. And just thanks to all the organizers and and the volunteers. You you guys really I uh, uh, really appreciate as as a, as an audience member uh, this time around. I really appreciate uh, had the opportunity. I'm not uh, I am shy and I don't go out late at night, but I actually. I, just the opportunity to sit and listen to all that different uh, poetry was, is really fantastic. So please keep it up. And to the fun, the funding agencies, you better give them money again because we really need this festival. That's all I have to say. All right. So we'll take a break. We'll come back with a couple more quick things and then we'll sign off. All right, welcome back. Um, in the past, if you've listened to us, we've we've done a lot of upcoming events, but um, we we think that it's probably more interesting for you to hear us discuss things that we've been to than to list all the events. So we're gonna post we're gonna post uh, some of them online, and you can see byrs.ca for the literary event calendar. Although we will mention a few that we wanted to just briefly highlight, like uh, Writers Fest is coming up. 
Yeah, Writers' Festival will take place, Ottawa International Writers' Festival, April 27th, May the 2nd. There's a one poetry event there on the 20, Saturday the 29th as part of Plan 99 with um, uh, at the Manx Pub. So check out writersfest.org for the calendar. And that's a great segue because the, one of the poets is going to be Cassidy McFadzian, who yeah. is in the 30 Under 30 anthology. Yes. And we're, by the time you hear this, we'll already have launched in Vancouver on April 11th, but oh, we're cool. launching in Toronto. We're launching in Montreal on April 21st at the library, John and Quarterly. And we're launching in Toronto on April 24th at uh, May, which is a restaurant on Dundas. And it's going to be, I'm hosting it. I'm very excited. It's going to be wild. I'm going to have disco balls, um, <laughs> doing some sound stuff. And there's 10 poets uh, reading. So they'll be all short sets, but it'll be... Um, a very fun atmosphere. Dynamic we'll for, we'll for drinks after. It'll be great. So if you're in Toronto, um, I highly recommend coming out to see that. Good. And for uh, for Montreal events, go to wherepoetsread.ca. And, and for Toronto events, you should sign up to the Patchy Squirrel Listserv. Cool. There you go. There you go. And uh, do you want to talk about what you're reading right now before we sign off, Amanda? Sure. I mean, I did buy a few books at the Excellent Perfect right. Books uh, uh poetry book table and uh, a few things from the from the merch table too this uh but um I'm not, i haven't started those yet i'm still reading the greatest films by faisal dean which i'm really enjoying he has um he's he's a local he's he's a local poet and he's writing uh these poems are like they're full of interesting sound play and he uses some stuff for instance from his guyanan background so you don't necessarily understand all the all of the words or all of the names he uses but that kind of makes it really interesting too and then he's talking about films that he's loved too mm. and and music that he's loved i noticed one of the songs he likes is a song called warm leatherette which i also like it's an old song from the 60s or 70s i think and so yeah they're, they're just he's very dynamic and i said he who performed he was reading his talk at the factory reading series and, at verse fest so and he's great. featuring this month at sawdust on the yes 19th. that's right so mm -hmm. it's, it's this month is faisal month so uh, yeah it is there you go and i'm reading so I picked up a few books at uh, Verse Fest as well, and I picked up a few books at Knife Fork Books when I was there um, recently. So I've been um, going through Lisa Robertson's Three Summers. I won't talk about that because we've talked a lot about her today. And um, I started reading... It's a great book, though. It is a great book. Uh, Kate Hargreaves' Leak, who's another author in 30 Under 30. Um, speaking of soundy stuff, great use of sound. There's some She does some experimentation, too, with... with um, words <laughs> as opposed to deeds <laughs> yeah yeah so uh I, i'm enjoying that uh, it's uh from 2014 uh, book thug put it out a uh, good book um it's, it appears that we're, we're losing our words or at least i'm losing my words so my, it might be a good time to to sign off yeah. what do you think amanda i think so too uh thanks to all the listeners and and verse fest as i said people we've interviewed to mm -hmm. charles our sound soundy engineer mm -hmm. and to jennifer peterson who's responsible for the intros and yep. outros and to uh people who uh who re who share the uh, podcast with others and, and thanks to everyone who let us interview them over verse fest yeah. we had a lot of uh, interesting little interviews that i hope i hope you enjoyed That's and uh, we'll be back next month probably with a guest and definitely with us too so We'll, right. we'll talk to you then. Small Machine Talks with Amanda Earl and A.M. Kozak.